0: Hey, everyone. It's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to let you know about the Union GK app. The Union GK believes that all goalkeepers, parents, and coaches should have access to personal mentoring, college recruiting, and training, which can be thousands of dollars annually. The union breaks the barrier to entry to these offerings with a cost-effective subscription. So regardless of your location, your subscription allows you to connect with world-class professionals throughout the goalkeeping industry in a safe, intimate setting and receive unbiased feedback and guidance for more info go to the uniongk.com or download the app at the union gk community on apple or google play stores thanks for making the union possible and on with the show Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Magid, live from Hollywood, California. With me in Woodland Hills, California, the one and only 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber. And joining us from all the way across the pond, the one and only Manchester United. Still ah. crazy to say that goalkeeper. <laughs> found- Wait, what's up?
1: Hi, everybody. Well, Great to be here with you guys saying again. It. Like I said, yeah. like living yeah, it my does dream. does not get old. <laughs>
2: living my dream. I mean, back On, when I there was no pro, there were no pro leagues in, in England. Trust me for women. So yeah, n- not at the level you guys are doing. It. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: I was actually uh-huh. just watching <laughs> Bended Like Beckham just like a week ago, and it even <laughs> mentions that the only league right now for women's professional soccer was in the U.S. And, then and it blew me away in that in that film. Yeah, and. They ended up going, what, to Santa Claire? I think it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So oh, they did but- like Beckham.
0: By the way, do I sound like I'm coming through my my? And the my goalkeepers microphone?
2: were horrible in that movie. This is the thing that upset me so much, right? So they tried to make, like, the field players, like, they speed up the play and they do all the tricks. Mm-hmm. They, try that. they just didn't give a crap about the goalkeepers. Like, that goal, the final goal when she bends it like Beckham and everything. Yeah. The, the, the keeper's, like, at the near post.
0: Yes. <laughs> and, like, so and, off, Like, of,
2: off-angle like, off off everything. Does, like, a Superman dive to get to it. Yeah. And I'm like... it. It would have taken me like five minutes to adjust this. Yeah. <laughs> like like little not little even. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh <laughs> you, you gotta love you gotta love goalkeeping uh from a from a from a standpoint of uh of television and everything and movies and stuff. By the no, way, guys commercials, it's horrible. Yeah. You gotta go watch Shaolin st- soccer. That's that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> do do I sound like I'm coming through my microphone or do I sound like you I'm do, coming you through my know, AirPods? No, your mic.
2: Do- you didn't you do know.
0: Okay, good, good. Just just making sure. By the way, I watched uh, Next Goal Wins this past weekend. And oh boy, mm-hmm. uh, that it, it, soccer scenes in movies. It's like, Fallon, it is literally an art form to learn how to be a goalkeeper in television because it's always about getting scored on. And it's almost mm-hmm. like, it's it looks so ridiculous because like the ball's like coming to the players aren't that great the players the ball's literally being hit like right at them and they're jumping over the ball it's so yeah
2: like yeah. I, oh I said even God. in commercials it's just like i don't this isn't like i i had a i'm gonna drop a name right now but i was joking around michael jordan right <laughs> and and we were as you we, do as, you do, as you, you do just drop around and i well, we wow. were talking about his commercial like like Mike, like Mia, back in the day, the Mia Ham commercials, Mike, and they were like competing in all different sports and stuff like that. And so at one point, you know, she's playing basketball against him and then, and then he's in goal and Mia shoots on him and he's Mm -hmm. just like, so how'd I do? I'm like, I can't, I was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> next time call me. I was just like, I mean, what was <laughs> yeah. that dive?
1: I was just like, <laughs> I'm curious what the second was. And he <laughs> totally
2: like dove, like Superman dove and dove over the ball. It was like it was, is, it was, and I just you look at Michael Jordan, you're just like, you know, the greatest of all time, and just like that was horrible. Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, today we're not going to be breaking down Fallon's film at Man U. We're going to be breaking down Michael <laughs> yeah. Jordan in a commercial from the 90s. You're gonna go.
2: You're gonna go Google it. And now yeah. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. I, absolutely. <laughs> and just,
0: just do a full-on breakdown. Well, well, Fallon, um, before we kind of get into today's topic, which I think is, is gonna be really great, talking about learning new systems. Why don't you just kind of explain? Because I think a lot of people were like, What wait, what? She she said, Man, you now from OL Rain? Like, what how did this all happen and 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 that whole experience? Because you kind of came over near the tail end of the NWSL season.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I've been really fortunate to have like a a very diverse career already. I started in France, and then um, playing for Stade de Reims. And then I was able to um, move to the NWSL and play for what was then a rain and now Seattle rain. And honestly, just super grateful for that opportunity in the NWSL. And I was ready for the environment Uh, change to then have the opportunity to join Manchester United. I, I mean, once I heard about that opportunity and that they had seen me play and um, having you know met with the coaches and, and things like that. Um, once I got here, like it just really solidified that like this was um, a big step for myself in my development. Um, big change in my career um, moving again all the way across an ocean away from my family uh, it was it was huge but my mom was ecstatic I mean and everyone was coming out from the woodworks like just congratulating me on, on this move and like they couldn't believe it and honestly it was just no question like I knew that they're a club that was honestly pretty recently developed in WSL But just something where their standards and who they want to be as a club and like our goalkeeper coach uh, Wilco is just an incredible guy like so attentive to details and like I knew like this is where I could really, um, you know, boost myself and like try to get myself to be the best that I can be.
0: You know, and, and and sometimes you know, I mean, sometimes it's 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 uh, people. A lot of times, sus people aren't willing ma- to make risks, right? They're they're willing to stay with a safe choice. Like you know, how is that a uh,
2: risk? <laughs> oh <laughs> A risk is like going to some club in like the middle of China somewhere <laughs> like, or like, or like something like that. Like, it's not a risk. This is like a, just an opportunity. This is amazing. I'm no, like, no. but I know what you're saying. And a lot yeah, of people yeah. um have never left the States. Don't have, you know, which boggles my mind, but, you know, don't have a passport. Like, you know, don't want to leave their comfort zone. Um, And we see that from youth soccer up, you know, when you don't want to leave a team, even though you're getting, you could get promoted to to a higher level team, but you have your friends and all this stuff. But, you know, you have to take those risks to further your career, period, and and to play and to play at the level and against the competition you're playing against and in front of 60,000 people and everything. You got to do it.
0: You know, and then, and then obviously, you know, Fallon, you you know, you went into an environment where you're, you're, you're working day in and day out, obviously not only with Ian, but also working with, you know, um, a goalkeeper, you know, who's considered one of the, one of the top goalkeepers in the world. I mean, that, that in itself is, is just a massive, massive, you know, tool for you to keep developing, you know, your career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And while I was grateful for my time in the NWSL and let me tell you I learned so much in the NWSL, I was I was ready uh, ready for that push that that's here, you know. E- England's no joke. I mean, we saw in the World Cup. Uh it's incredible how much other countries have developed outside of yeah. the United States.
2: The and ones. just
1: coming here to England, my one of my first games wa- watching here was uh fortunate enough to see Manchester United versus Arsenal and I was just like, guys, like the soccer, the football here is it's it's so inspiring. And I, I love Dan So Dan I'm American. So like, love our league too. Here <laughs> was just like, it's a kick in the butt, you know, like I am a second keeper now, like, this is where like, I can find myself really pushing myself and being excited and like, yeah, trying to see like that growth that, that, uh, that hopefully I can, you know, keep progressing. It's you know, great. Are- but
2: it's amazing to see. And it, you know, to be honest, because it's the growth of the game because of leagues like, like you're in, you know, France, Spain, everything. That's why you're seeing new world champions. That's why you're seeing players where usually, you know, the US players would be the top 10 up for the Balloon Dior or something like that. You know, now they're not even on the list and, you know, they'll get there and, you know, you have one or two, but it's not a, we're not dominant anymore. And it's what we always wanted. We don't wanna, you don't wanna win every game six nothing. You don't, you know, you don't want that. And back in the day, even playing against Brazil, we used to win games like that. And, and, and England and Holland. And so, and now it's just not, no joke.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you know, Fallon, I want, I want to ask you this because obviously, you know, you started out your, your professional journey, you know, overseas in, 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 France and obviously went from the second division into the first division, which is, you got to experience, you know, pro rel, which a lot of people don't get to experience uh, firsthand when they, when they grow up in the United States and, and how different was going from that into that French environment versus coming into this English environment?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah I was. I was fresh and new coming out of Miami. Had no idea what professional soccer even was. I don't think I knew what a tactic was. Um, no offense to anything at Miami, but it was a survival in the ACC. I mean, if you're not familiar with the ACC, we're playing against UNC. We're playing against Florida State. And we were we were little old Miami. You know, we, we, we fought. But um, going to to France and, and learning the French style of play was um, – they're just so ten- technical. Like you have these younger girls that are like – I think we had our academy girls that were probably like 17, 18, 19 years old that were just like on a technical level that I hadn't seen before at that time. When I was probably, I think I was probably like 21 at that time. And so it was just new, like where, you know, girls are just pinging the ball. It was almost like a speed of play that I hadn't experienced before. So even though they were maybe lacking on the physical side of things, like I had to learn the game in France, even at the D- division two level, like that was their level there too. And then D1, it just cranked up where they had the physicality now and the technicality where it was just, you know, again, I was playing for a lower uh, level team at the time. We were kind of just, we just bumped up to D1. So we were still, again, fighting for our lives. But um, <laughs> that's what happened to me we, in Japan. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Getting my yeah. butt kicked. <laughs> yeah. And then to this day right now, they're still in like fourth or fifth in the standings. Like um, we ended up fifth in in my final year for them and it was just such a great learning curve of just you know what it means to to play football essentially you know I really learned tactics from the bottom up there and then the United States I you know the same thing in the NWSL like I learned what it was to be a part of a team and the the American's st- tactics as well and what we wanted to because O.L. Reign, now Seattle Reign, was a very possession-based team as well. Mm-hmm. And that kind of provided a great stepping stone to me here in Manchester United where it just possession, and the physicality, and just the the IQ of the players on my team is just so incredible and, yeah, oh, so cool to be a part of and just honestly just learning every, every time I step on the field.
0: By the way, speaking of learning… Is, is uh, the
1: IQ of
2: the fans higher there? I had to say that. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: All right, move uh, on, move on, move
0: on. Yeah. <laughs> she had, to, she had yeah, to apologize. She had to apologize for that statement. It she? was two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll <laughs> stay away from that one. But,
1: yeah.
2: I can say whatever I want. I thought one of the fun, one of the d- funniest comments, but not a funny comment, of- after the game the other day, where there was like three thousand people there, and like you know, they're blasted like people are blasting it online and stuff like that, like oh uh, you know they want more money but there's nobody in the stands like first of all we we're in a monsoon in la like traffic's bad enough out here you know it's a tuesday night kids at school but one of the comments was um well that's what you get for calling your fans stupid and i was just like there you go <laughs> I go. Yeah. this isn't gonna die i can say what i want it's a dumb comment so we'll leave it at that
0: <laughs> I- Fan, I'm guessing that you uh, would not call the supporters at Man United stupid. I, I feel like that would not go well for any player. Uh, no, at Man you'll, be,
2: you'll be back. You'll be back here real quick. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. But I will. But I will say here, like people
1: are very prideful over their teams here in England. Absolutely. Obviously, there's just been a long-standing um, Premier League here. So honestly, with the women's teams matching the men's teams as well, and, and name and everything, uh, they just love their club which is honestly just another thing that's so exciting to be a part of like I went to a dive shop the other day and he looked at me and he was just in you know I explained my situation that I'm a professional soccer player and he was just like you're lucky you play for the right one I was just like if you <laughs> you yeah. Get get out of my <laughs> shop. Yeah, <laughs> I will say I'm not selling you intense. anything. Yeah. Do, do you like? Yeah.
0: Do you like before you walk into a store, see like if there's like a red devil hanging in there before like you say, <laughs> yeah. you know what, this is a safe location for me to. It's
2: like being in a LA shop. and having a red or blue bandana. It's like the Crips <laughs> and the Bloods. It's like, don't go yeah. in that part of town.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, speaking of learning, uh, I learned a lot from Fallon outside of soccer, too, because uh, for those of you guys who are not familiar, actually, Fallon does a lot, a lot of content in the marine biology world, which is her other passion. Um, you know, I want to share. Uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen right over here. Uh, some of your fishy <laughs> friends content that's going on. I, I Hold on. I got I got to mute it, though, because otherwise it's it, it's going to be a little bit. Oh, there she is. There's Agent, <laughs> there's Agent Fallon right I there. I love it. <laughs> as we speak um found why don't you talk a little bit about because the evolution of this content it's all, it's like gone from like you with a camera to like literally cgi effects like th- th- there's more production what value in this thing? than that mad- madam web I- i'm not getting in the out. ocean
2: whatever <laughs> that Adam thing Webb. was <laughs> 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 we're getting exactly. in the ocean again what is it yeah.
1: <laughs> what it's called it? a it's called a skeleton shrimp so it's actually a type of amp- uh, amphipod oh. um basically he, related to like crabs it? and lobsters no they're really tiny really thin. okay <laughs> um but yeah so they were supposed to be like those little guys and uh you know men in black you know the ones that are always sipping coffee and like what mm-hmm. have? Like, <laughs> those ones. yeah but oh. honestly yeah the content started with honestly just my cell phone and powerpoint and screen recording powerpoints and doing uh-huh. powerpoint animations and then um i was actually uh, able to, because, you know, we were a sister club at the time with Lyon and, um, I was able to spend a month at Lyon So I was just like, oh, well, I'll have a bunch of free time while I'm training with them. And I was like, let me learn some of the Adobe programs. So I learned like after effects, like Adobe animate, um, all these different programs to try and like bring my visions and bring just how cool the ocean is to life a little bit more. Uh, and yeah, that's what I came up with for this one was for ocean month, which was in June. And it's just really, it's fun. It's so hard. So I have major props to. It changes the way you view films as well. Like, uh, but where is that? Um, this was actually just uh, this was in Washington. This is okay. Uh, I was, I was like, place.
2: are you getting in the? Are you able to do stuff out there?
1: Here in Manchester, um, yeah. I actually normally travel to either Southern England or Wales or up north to Scotland to do scuba diving. So I've do already they, been. Scuba do they diving have in. good
2: scuba? Is it is it different? Like.
1: It's definitely different, but like in Washington, it was cold water. So then here it's also cold water. So I'm kind of used to it, but um, their lobsters are blue. Um, That's so what I was gonna say. Like,
2: are the yeah. like, are animals different? I mean, this is, I'm not trying to sound stupid, everybody. I'm just like, yeah. if you're on the Pacific coast, I'm sure like, you know, they're different compared to like, you know, Florida, you have rock lobsters, you know, Maine, uh-huh. you have the best lobsters in the world, in my opinion, to yeah. eat and stuff like that. That's how I equate everything when it comes to seafood. So I'm sure you're yeah. never going to speak to me again for saying that. Yeah. It's, okay. oh, oh, it's, it's like true. I
0: talk to them like in the Little Mermaid. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: you're like, <laughs> yeah. they're <"Pastor>, my friend. <laughs> yeah. If I am filming an animal for a while, I will give a little respect and say like, okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, give a little wave underwater. Um, but yeah like there's just such great like um kelp forests here seagrasses as well like there's even a seahorse that you can find in southern england which is super cute i personally love sea slugs they're they can come in every shape size color um normally they're just these little guys it's like a, a treasure hunt for me that we're just looking out for them because they're just so cool
0: That's and cool.
1: In, yeah in scotland they have like a like their own little sea slug fest where like a bunch of divers just go out and try to find as many sea slugs as they can. Like, it's just Yeah. D- d- this,
0: oh, this I've, caught,
2: I've caught one of those fish before at that market.
0: Wait, you have? At the oh, <laughs> nice.
2: yeah. Long time ago. We were yeah, up there that's... with the U S team.
0: Did you, did yeah, you with gloves, did you gloves on or no, I, just hands?
2: I just caught it. I mean, oh,
0: you just,
1: okay.
2: It wasn't <laughs> like c- a, it was they didn't just like throw a tuna at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I wish I had
1: more behind the scenes content because it's just me like standing outside Pink pike place for way too long looking way too creepy trying to film the right moment of them throwing the fish.
0: And people are like we were like I don't know what's going on right over here but this 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 moment seems very very invested yeah. in, in us throwing this uh, this fish. I mean, honestly Fallon, I think this is really important for for young players out there to see that because like a lot of times especially, you know, what the competitive level ECNL all that a lot of times they start losing sight or let's say their parents start losing sight about the fact that like you need to create a well-developed individual who has outside interests because when the game is, is over and at some point for all of us, the game does end, there's gotta be something else for us to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important. It was something that was ingrained for me since I was younger. Like my mom was always very, um, would never classify her as strict, just very, you know, Open and honest with that with me too. Of just like academics are what you should really be focused on. You know, like you. She was always telling me like, as long as you're getting A's, like you can play the sports. But you, you. As soon as we see a B, you're you're, you're coming. You're coming back home. You know. Um. So just from a very early age.
2: I think also mentally, you know, we talk about this a lot. That you can put away soccer for a little while, and you can delve into something else that you love, and like you know when we were would be in um residency with the US team and we had days off and stuff like that and tony would always say go do something go do something else you know and whether like me and those guys would play golf or whatever they would do like i tried to learn to surf i stress tried um and but it was my escape like for the week like if i had two days off that's where i was i was at the beach and i you know was flat flailing around on a surfboard but it was still that checkout you know, to give your mind a mental rest and find something else that you love to do. And I think that's great for kids. It can't be mm-hmm. soccer 24-7. It can't. You'll burn out.
0: Yeah. Also, I, I, I love have. the fact that the vampire squid, their vulnerability is Kristen Stewart. I love that. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that, I wonder how many yeah. kids catch. I wonder how many kids catch that. Yeah. When it's going through. yeah. They're like taking notes and they're like, wait a second. Oh, it's a tr- Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to school, and they're just like they're like the vulnerability. Of the vampire squid is Kirsten Stewart. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, right. that's, that's great. Exciting.
1: Yeah, but uh, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, just it's so important just to have something off the field just mentally. Um drawing was actually something that I started when I went to France, when I started playing in the division 2 of France. Like I actually hadn't really drawn much except for doodles on the side of my, you know, university notebooks. And then I really just picked it up because mentally I was burning out. Like it was right. a lot to transition to being a pro. It was a lot of weight, it was a lot of pressure for me. And I just kept it was so heavy, and then like drawing just ended up being like a, a really great release for me. And then slowly but surely, you know, as I got older, I started finding more ways to take my mind away from the field in a healthy way. And yeah, the soonest, the earliest that that kids can, you know, hopefully find those little things. And uh, there's just so many things you can do. You can crochet. You can serve. You can draw. You can <laughs> I know. Well, you like
2: take, take like Didi um, Harjic, and mm-hmm. she's she's an avid photographer. You mm-hmm. know, and you know to go to, to, you know, do that and create the, then she shows in like coffee shops and stuff like that. You can buy her photography, but it's, it's yes. her, it's her escape as well. Like, you know, LB, although she's in Sweden now is she's a surfer, you know? So, mm. so when you look at, I'm like, I don't know how much surfing. When I think of Sweden, a I think of surfing. Man, that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, she does, she just moved, but she was in San Diego. So, <laughs> but it's, it's important.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and I, and I and I want to say this, too, is as well found, by the way, the fact that I did not realize you also did the illustration. So is it, you're producing, yeah. you're editing, it's incredible. you're filming. But this you're, is like
2: great. This is, this great. is amazing. Like, this should be in like schools.
1: Yeah, thanks. That's honestly the goal eventually is to to provide just. I really would like to just provide free content for for schools to be able to show and, and educate children with uh, just I, a little bit.
2: I, I think it should be. It's awesome. Yeah. On, honestly, I've
0: seen stuff with major budgets who doesn't look even close to as good as this stuff. This like this <laughs> yeah. is actually kind of fun. Uh, you know, while I'm watching everything, and honestly, Fallon, the reason we had you on to to showcase all this stuff is because I'm I'm joining a trivia team starting next Wednesday, so <laughs> I just needed to get the information. Uh, to yeah be ready to be ready Absolutely. To- <laughs> yeah,
1: well done <laughs> good <laughs> use of it.
0: <laughs> um all right let's uh let's let's hop out of here. we'll get' we'll, we'll get out of marine biology for a minute. let's get back to to football. Um, <laughs> let's talk about learning new systems. Uh, Fallon, in your mind, uh, what do we mean by learning new systems and, and you know and how why is this something that's sometimes difficult for like young goalkeepers when they leave a, a club and go to a new club?
1: Yeah, I think especially explaining this for uh, younger players, what new systems are, is that even when you go from team to team, you're probably going to have you're definitely going to have new coaches, new players. So anytime you're playing a game of football, day to day it can be different. And also when you change from team to team, what that team is good at and what they're trying to achieve is different. Everyone wants to win, but the ways they win are different. So systems can just mean like how how they want to win, essentially. And that can be different on a pro level. Uh, Based on like teams in different countries, different leagues, uh, the levels of leagues that you have as well from Division two to Division one from France to the US to England. Um, But basically, it's just different ways that teams try to succeed and how you fit in that team Uh, for younger goalkeepers. The kind of struggle that you might have is we have to be big communicators on the field we have to be leaders as well natural leaders on the field um and even i like to say to younger goalkeepers even if you have a shyer personality which sometimes i you know can be associated with you too can be a natural leader on the field it's it's leader by example um honestly so I think for younger goalkeepers and a new style, it's, it's really just great to be as much of a sponge that you can be. Just even just asking your coach, like, no question is silly. Like, sometimes we take for granted what somebody else knows. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to go to your coaches and just ask what's expected of a goalkeeper. And just in different situations, if you do have a goalkeeper coach on your team, um, yeah, then asking him if maybe – feel like you made a mistake like oh what can i have done differently
0: yeah i mean i I think you just brought up some really good points and by the way you know one of the one of my favorite things Susk, is that fallon goes you know i can be you know uh, you know uh you know naturally shy i'm like meanwhile you're out there like filming in the ocean (laughs) with all these animals like waving at them at the fish market (laughs) yeah is that just your alter ego agent agent fallon yeah Uh, fallon (laughs)
1: I think it just shows how important uh, (laughs) conservation and the environment is for me. That there's nothing. I think just that's just like an association that that I get, but I don't consider myself very shy. I think I could talk your ear off. It just depends on the topic. (laughs) I just think I like I like listening too. I really enjoy listening to people.
0: But you know one one thing, Suska, that that Fallon said right there that just resonated with me right there is that like if a lot of young players just take into consideration that like a system is just the way that a team approaches trying to get a result as opposed to like something complicated. It's like, Oh, I'm going to this new system and they play with this three in the back here. And then they play possession here and and they do this press and all that stuff. Like if they just thought of it, like simply like that, would it make it easier for them to be like, Oh, okay. I just need to learn how I work in a system for them to win.
2: Yeah. I think I just had this discussion. I think that, um, you know, throughout your throughout your career, and you know, you know, Fallon can attest to that, you're gonna move around and and you're gonna every systems are gonna change. Um, philosophies are gonna change, coaches are gonna change. So as a young player, you know, you want to set yourself up to be adaptable, period. And that that means putting all the right tools in your toolbox. That means understanding kind of goalkeeping in the broad spectrum, as well as refining your 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 little skills and everything and then being able to say okay so Yeah, they do. Okay. They play a three back, not a four back and okay. They want me to bypass lines to hit, to hit the midfielders um, from time to time or just play out of the back. That's how this team did it. You might move to another team and they want, might, you know, the coaches might set it up differently, but you have to be able with your skill level and and growing your skills to adapt to all of it and, and be able to change just like a field player has to. And, and so the more adaptable you are, the further you're going to go in your career, you can't go in as a young player and be like, well, my last coach, my last team did it this way.
0: Oh, oh, there's nothing worse. <laughs> there's nothing worse, Fallon, than when a young player comes in and goes like, well, am I old well, club. Well, did it but probably. I
2: think there's, but I think there's a different way. Like Fallon said to ask that question, to say, mm-hmm. instead of saying what, no, but my last team did just be like, okay, well, can you help me understand this better? Because I'm coming from a system like this. And I haven't played this system before. So I need help in, in figuring out the best way to to fit into it. And you have to have those discussions. You have to ask mm-hmm. the questions.
0: Yeah. And and that also has that and also like coaches, right, Fallon, have to be patient with a new player coming into into a new environment as well. Too. And it's like instead of like, you know, somebody berating, and I'm not talking about the goalkeeper coach, but I'm talking about like a head coach or something like that and being like, Hey, why do you play so you're you're playing so deep. We want you playing high. It's like, well, I I've never been in a system like that. I've always played 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 a deeper position, starting position, you know. So that communication has to take place, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I definitely think that um, coaches should, you know, be willing to also, you know, have a little bit a li- little bit of a leeway and understanding their mm-hmm. players and knowing their background at least a little bit to knowing, uh, like maybe why, understanding why they're doing that, and then presenting the new solution and what they want and what they want from their players. Yeah, coach. Yeah. I was trying to
0: phrase it right. I was like, this should be a given. Coach. (laughs) Don't assume. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, like, let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, Fallon, like, kind of like the variables that stay the same. Because, like, I think a lot of times young players start thinking going to a new club new system well everything's completely different but no shot stopping shot stopping like mm-hmm. distributions distribution like why don't you talk about some of the variables that always stay the same regardless of what system
1: yeah exactly i mean you said it right there in there but you know just the game itself is still the same it's just a little like Tidbits and things that happen and how it gets there is a little bit different, and that's where that being adaptable and really great at changing environments is why that's so important for especially a goalkeeper, but field players are like too. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really, really important. Um, completely forgot your question there. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. It just- I did not Go ahead, actually. Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: I, I just did like I think I think like because this happened to me the other day is I had a kid move to a new club and the parent was talking to me about how like, well, they had play a different system. And so like, I'm what he we've been working on was for his old club. And now I'm worried. Like now he's at his new club. I'm like, well, footwork is footwork. Handling is handling. Like diving is diving. Like distribution is distribution. Handling Handling crosses. The only things that change are like the supporting positions because of how the team plays. Like that's, really all it is right yeah well
2: yeah and that goes back to what i said i mean you want to have the tools in your toolbox you like you know make sure you refine those technical skills and and tactical as well like understanding the game in front of you period regardless of the system that's played and what it requires and then you can plug in all right they want me to play higher they want me to um do this they want me to do that in this system that we're playing in. And then it you can just plug it in. But you're right, you know, at the end of the day, pulling a cross down is pulling a cross down. You know, proper mm-hmm. positioning is proper positioning. Coming for a through ball properly is coming for a through ball properly. You mm-hmm. know, so so but it's reading those situations within the system as well.
1: Right? Yeah. So
0: Fallon, was there any change between uh OL at the time and now Seattle and and man you for you?
1: Oh yeah, I definitely well, they very much laid out what they wanted from their uh, goalkeepers here um, when I first got here. And they were just like quickly like uh, we have Katie Zellum in the midfield, who's also our captain. And right off the bat, she's just like, you know, maybe I'll, you know, be scanning the field a little bit and like having trouble finding an option. But like she's just like she's like found, like I'm here right here in the mid- middle like of the field for you, like play me the ball. We can then spray it back out to the outside back. Um, They're just so like very communicative here. And um, just the way their style is and how they've been as a team, especially like they've been, a lot of the girls have been on the team for like quite a few years now. So they've just built up this kind of like flow with each other. And they've really just been so open and welcoming to as you know in practices and learning their system you know how they want their goalkeepers higher um, you know and playing with their back line that that's very expected of a Manchester United goalkeeper is that like you're now becoming essentially like another center back like that's what you they need you for in, yeah. in the buildup and you see like how you know beneficial that is like who it's the way this game is played here it's, it's fun to watch honestly because you, they're just some beautiful soccer is happening here and yeah the coaching staff laid out what they wanted for me especially the goalkeeper coach like he's constantly there on the sideline like never in any kind of negative manner like just always there honestly as you said Saskia coaching you know Mm -hmm. he's just like here pull a little wider like be out of her shadow um open up this angle like I see that you're here but we want you here Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like just very direct, concise information that um, I've been receiving here the whole time that i've I've really enjoyed.
0: By the way, there's a comment here on Instagram uh, from from somebody who said, uh, loved how you were going around collecting the trash at the last game at Lee Sports Village was that yeah
1: yeah we, ha- we had like a wicked wind going on in like our, our in our stadium and it was just like twirling around so then all the trash from all the trash cans was just swirling around the field and so like you know when we go like that i don't know like 15 minutes 20 minutes to go do our little warm-up on the sideline there was so much trash like you can't just walk by it you know like you got so luckily i had my big puffer on so i just started stuffing it in my pocket <laughs>
2: i had like, like, like 10 pieces so Taking, yeah. <laughs> a, uh, taking a lesson from the Japanese fans. Right? Yeah. And, and
1: like team. 10 pieces of the trash. <laughs> Just all tucked I, away.
0: But that that that's amazing right there. I mean, like, I, I think a lot of parents and a lot of young players should hear that right there because like, you know, that is a, not only a professional attitude in regards to how you play on the field, but professional attitude, how you handle things off the field too. But um, it's, and
2: it's respecting
0: it. It's respecting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's your it's your church, you know, it's it's your mm-hmm. home, it's your ground, it's it's you wanna you respect it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's let's get into this right here. I want. I'm to, like. Do uh, you
2: pick up trash when you go scoop when you go scuba diving? <laughs> you yeah, know?
1: I actually do. Yeah. We yeah. Have, uh Cleanups like all the time. We go right? underwater and we bring a little bag with us and we yeah, put all the yeah, trash.
2: I, I see that online a lot. That people do that, and I'm just like, see, it comes from that respect. The o- <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah.
0: See? <laughs> Look at these shots, by the way. This is so cool. Honestly. Cool,
2: yeah. I love are like, okay, were, the soccer part's over. Back to marine. No, no, no. no. <laughs> think, honestly, like
0: I feel like this is like this is more. I feel like I'm watching PBS <laughs> right now. This is amazing. Like
2: totally. It's this a Discovery is, Network. This is oh, yeah. honestly. Yeah.
0: This is just as good as anything I see on TV, Susk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Discovery.
0: God, my God. This is this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Although it's got to be very, Ooh, very cool in those, those waters. My God, look at these mm-hmm. things. These things are so cool. Oh, why do I I have to skip all the way over here to into soccer stuff? Oh my god!
1: <laughs>
0: Here's credit. all the credits, by the way. Here's all the credits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give all the credit yeah. for everybody here. Um, all right. So let's uh before we get into everything right here, guys. Well, we're, we're gonna go into some breakdowns of, of some foul's actions over over at Man United. First off, Falon, why not you why don't you explain the rivalry between Man City and Man United for maybe some of the uh, listeners here in the United States who aren't as familiar with. <laughs> the culture there. Uh, well, yeah,
1: Mike, well put Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any anybody listening, um, take your favorite sporting team and just pin them against their biggest rival f- in history. And that is the rivalry you have here for Manchester United and Man City and a Derby. And I could not believe that my my little self was here and of like I th- this was a moment for me. Like I was really, really happy to be a part of this team and a part of this game. It was really special. But yeah, you take the the, the you know I was gonna say the Yankees versus the Mets, but you can't even use that example. I don't know, but but you know, but take any any rivalry. Red Sox, Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Giants,
0: Rangers,
1: yeah. Islanders, yeah, yeah. Rangers, yeah. Islanders, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, by the way, Ryan Coulter uh, over over on soon IG right be, now says
2: soon to be Angel City Bay, and San Diego. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah. Rain <laughs> and and Portland. That there was another one. Big one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So Ryan Coulter over at FC Cincinnati says, great to listen to your enth- enthusiasm describing your experience with the coach. It shows how important the in-game coaching is to allow a new goalkeeper to get comfortable with their new club's expectations. Uh, Fallon, anything you want to add to that? And and shout yeah. great, great shout out, Ryan.
2: I love when, Fallon, you got there and you DM me and you're just like, you'd love it here. <laughs> i'm like like, okay i get it (laughs) 20 years ago (laughs) okay
0: so so let's let's talk about this here right here so first off this is this is a corner kick right here and honestly regardless of what system you're playing in like a a corner kick is going to be a corner kick type of thing so this one's like an in swinging cross from alex greenwood you recognize kind of that it's an in swinging bend and you know recognize you can't handle this ball based on the traffic that's there and it's just a simple box Mm -hmm. out into a safe area. But notice how Fallon continues with the track in case that ball does spill into a bad area. She's ready for the recovery right there. Um Suska, anything you want to add here?
2: No, I think it's great stuff. First of all, it's a really solid clear. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times I think we see that just not cleared properly. You gave yourself some height on it and some distance, so you actually had the time to mm-hmm. recover and get back into position. So here you see that that height and that distance, you see, you assess, you see where it's gonna land and you adjust yourself. So you don't wait. And this is I think a lot of young players have a problem with. They wait. They take like they're they're like stuck. Okay, where's the ball going? Mm-hmm. You know, and then once it lands at the foot of a player, they're like, oh, now I have to, now I have to recover. Now I have to get into position. Well, the yeah. time to get into position is you assess the field, you take that snapshot, you see that that ball is going to land where it's going to land, you should know that ahead of time, and you should already be like retracting and getting into the proper position.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think one of the really good things about this, you know, Fallon, first off, in my opinion, what I love about this is just the simple focus. And I just think so many young players, once they make the action, the final action, they think the play's over. They're like, great, did my job.
2: But that's what I mean. Yeah.
0: Hopefully they clear it.
2: Yeah. And they're waiting to see they're letting the next action dictate their movement. Yes. Yes. Instead of saying, "Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm out of position you know, for where Mm -hmm. this ball is going to drop. I got, I got to fix that. So the next action I'm, I'm ahead of.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything you had?
1: Yeah. And then I guess if we wanted to um, pair this back with just like systems in itself. So when you're speaking to a younger goalkeeper, like as a goalkeeper, your job when, you know, dominating your box, your six yard box is still the same. So while I could probably have clips of myself from Miami, from, you know, France, from, (laughs) the u.s of me coming out for crosses like that that responsibility still seems the same but if we're talking about a system maybe it's the defenders and how they are like do i have a person on the front post of course then are you playing with two in the zone are you playing with three in the zone Mm -hmm. knowing who's in the zone that's very important for goalkeepers to be um knowledgeable about who's being set in these positions and knowing other players roles because that's our role as a goalkeeper as well is knowing where other players should be uh yeah that's how it no, that's that a really back.
0: that's a really great point because your starting position is going to be determined based on the system you play on these set pieces. Like, so.
2: But also your follow-up afterwards. So you know if you have one player on the near post in this system and stuff like that and you're clearing the spot, you know, you, you got to get them off, right? <laughs> so, you know, your knee-jerk reaction is up, get up, because you mm-hmm. don't want them hanging. So somebody can, like, linger in front of you. So you got to pull that line up. But in some systems, maybe there's nobody on the post. Right, so maybe everybody's in the zone and they're already up, and then you have to push them up more. So it's again going back to knowing the system you're playing and the defenders around you and their role as well. It's not just your mm-hmm. role because yes. you are a, you are a communicator and a captain, and you have to organize this.
0: By the way, this I love this next action right here um, because honestly, I think Fallon, as as we 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 break it down before before we get into it, I just want to bring up the fact that a lot of young players, um, they they are play when they're doing activities at training, they're playing that drill as opposed to thinking from a game standpoint. And in the game, anything can happen such as literally right here, it's a direct distribution and it's lost right there. And bunny Shaw, by the way, this became the bunny Shaw versus Fallon show for 45 minutes. I'm not kidding you. You should, you should see Susk like, honestly, um, she intercepts this, but what I really love about this is because you were still focused on the play, you're able to stay balanced and composed in the moment. And because of the way that she was positioned, you didn't freak out, you stayed calm. It's a clean handle on the collapsed dive. Um, a lot of goalkeepers would have freaked out right here. Oh my gosh, a player just got the ball inside the box. I gotta run out at that ball. You're like, nope, she's got coverage on her. I I'm good here. I can go, handle it. Go
2: back a sec, Mike, go back to okay. it. Okay.
0: Okay, I'm going back here, right here. Okay, so first off, this is a play right here, Mm -hmm. and it's taken right there. So, Fallon, where are you first off right here?
1: Yeah, I'm still probably recovering back into the goal, maybe trying to – at this point, I'm definitely recovering back into the goal because I can see what's developing. But, yeah, see probably probably like two yards off my goal line.
2: And the thing I like about this, and we talked about understanding your your players around you and the system that you have is – Bunny's got the ball, the The area of the goal that she can shoot at has become obvious. And why? Because if you keep this going, look to Fallon's left. I don't know who your defender Yes. <laughs> so she tucked in after the mistake as well. So now what's mm-hmm. Bunny, the only place Bunny really has to go is near post on, is near post on Fallon, right? Mm-hmm. Because you guys have technically the goal covered. But understanding mm-hmm. your t- your players as well. You know, because had she not tucked in, this could be a different different situation. Positioning would have had to be different. She's got the whole goal to shoot at and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Man, Susk, that that's next level analysis right there. Because I didn't even recognize that tuck, that tucked player on the left hand side. Right. That's
2: there. why I get paid the big bucks. Mike. My
0: gosh. Now I see why you. Now I see why you do it on TV. Uh, <laughs> you and Fallon soon are going to be leaving me in the, in, in the wake on TV with your Marine biology show and Suskia with her own <laughs> goalkeeping analysis show. Um, no, no. I mean, that's such a, such a great point right over there. And I think a lot of the times Fallon, found, you know, one of the things speaking of that right here, young goalkeepers don't trust their field players, their outfield players to, to do their job. And mm-hmm. so they think they're going to screw up. I got to take, I got to take control. I got to take action. But, that ends up actually kind of making it worse because now two people are trying to do the same thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that.
2: And she's also there for the slotted ball. She could step Mm -hmm. forward, although Mm -hmm. whoever that is, is yelling at Bunny, like, pass me the ball. But I think that pass would have been eaten up as well. So, well, you would
1: hope. Yeah. And Um, I would say for younger goalkeepers, even if they're unsure of their field players, I think it's a little bit healthy to be a little unsure. Ne- like uh never expect that everything's gonna go exactly right for the players around you too. Like always be ready. Like even if Bunny Shaw headshot the other way too, you have to be ready for that as well. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's actually a really that's a really good point right there. Um yeah. I wanna show this because you were talking about Man City and how like you basically have to play like a flat uh, a flat center back with them. Uh, here um, in this next clip right here after we see Bunny, is not happy with that.
2: No, she's not um, happy with her teammate yelling at
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think right here, what we see right here. So first off, explain the shape that we got going on right here. And is this typically how the support position that you kind of take with these backs right here?
1: Yeah, definitely. This is what we want. We want our, our center back stepping in. Like we, we've got some great composed players on our team and yeah, this is, a decently normal setup for us. I could be yeah. higher.
0: By the way, uh, I, to, to another comment in the, in, in the comment section, the GK union United are amazing, the staff and the players. So shout out to all of man United's GK union right there. So
1: absolutely. Yeah, That's definitely. Cool. Big shout out to the, to the goalkeepers that I train with. They're really great people.
0: Um. All right. So the ball was played back. You drop back for depth right here. The balls played back to you right over here. Now, again, Bunny Shaw is chasing you right here, <laughs> and she's literally coming at you full speed, and you recognize that that your touch, based on where you're playing it, is exposed right there. Mm-hmm. So now you quickly turn and shield. I don't know how you shield her. I'd be terrified right here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But you shield her with your body, and you look for just a passing lane. Nice. And you play this direct ball, right? I mean, that's a beautiful ball to find that player right there. First off, this vision to be able to see that player. That's next level, in my opinion. Susk, anything? Mm -hmm.
2: No, and it's great. And it's also the identification that had you gone wide with that, you would have kept everybody in trouble. So Mm -hmm. had you gone here, they've got one, two, three, four, right? You're going to get the press from nine right on your outside back and so you're still probably going to be in a prop, in a bit of trouble here so to bypass yeah. this line right here and have the confidence to serve this through to split that line right there that that is next level and that that is why you're at Manchester United
1: yeah yeah i appreciate that thank you and it does go back to like knowing your players and knowing your system and where your mm-hmm. players should be And that goes back to the trust of your players as well. And then if I wanted to speak on like the, the
0: untrusting thing, like I need to get my booty back just in case. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, it's, it's funny that it's funny that you say this here, Fallon, in regards to like this play right here, first off the coming here, like, do you, do you know the players there? And like, you're like, okay, well that's, that's the space they're going to move into. Or do you look to see if the players there when you get this chase? Because it's really hard to, 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 to multitask like this when you have somebody literally on your leg, like literally mm-hmm. on your leg right there.
1: Yeah. I think what's was even tougher for younger goalkeepers too, is like, so you see where my initial touches and then as goalkeepers, we can see the oncoming pressure as well. Mm-hmm. And that can be panicky. Um, and that's when you feel almost limited in your options, but knowing that you, you as well, become a field player and you can take multiple touches it's not fun don't take too many you know that's when it comes in come prepared know your team know what your coaches want and where your players are so uh, to answer your question like it's a little bit of a mix of both because obviously the game changes constantly doesn't mean that your your player is going to actually be there maybe something happened honestly maybe she tripped you just don't know so you do as well have to look
0: but, Sus, you always talk about, you know, don't follow one mistake with a second mistake type of a thing. And like maybe that touch was a little bit wide over there. Don't and she panic. Didn't recognize that chase. She didn't panic right there. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, I got a problem solved. And I think Look, you know, don't one... panic,
2: right? So, what's yeah. the word? If you panic and you follow one mistake by another mistake, the ball's in the back of the net, right? Mm-hmm. So, worst case scenario, she heaves it out of bounds, right? Mm-hmm. Take the touch, yeah. Yeah. send it over the sideline, the, the touch line, you know, and you live to fight another day. Right. Yeah. Bad end of this is that you panic and you Mm -hmm. kick it right into Bunny or into oncoming more pressure and it's in the back of the net. So, you know, don't panic. Like, just solve the problem. And it's a split second to solve the problem. And it takes practice and it takes understanding your players, but it also takes understanding your limitations and the pressures Mm -hmm. that's on you. You know, it's okay to send the ball out of bounds if you have to, to clean up a situation.
0: Yeah. And I want, I want, I want young players to hear that too, because the thing is, is like, it, it's okay. Like, Hey, maybe you're not there yet or whatever. We want you to explore. We want you to try these things. And, and, you know, maybe it's going to be successful or maybe it's, it's going to be not. Um, But you don't have to do what Fallon did right there. Maybe that doesn't work for you. Do right, what works you, for you but, in the moment. But
2: identify, okay, I took a bad touch and I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble here. You know, mm-hmm. you might not have the, the support that Fallon had, you know, there might be even more pressure on you. So clean it up. Like, don't Mm -hmm. force yourself into. Well, I have to try to find one of my players. I have to try to split the defense. I have um, the oncoming attackers. You know, if you looked at me as a young player and you this was further back and you turned around and put it over the touchline and it turned into a corner, I'd be like, okay, you know what I mean? You panicked. You were in. You put yourself into a bad situation, but you didn't. You didn't follow it up by by the ball's not in the back of the net. So -hmm. we're here to fight another day we can clean this up next time. We can work on it in practice. We can try to figure out how to get you out of the situation, you know, but you identify that you put yourself into that situation, just fix it the best way you can at this moment.
0: Yeah. But by the way, I'm sure a field player be- coach
2: would turn on me and be like, why the hell did they put it out of bounds? And why is it a corner <laughs> kick and everything? I'm like, it's not in the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you
0: know? I think I think a problem a lot of times with outfield uh, outfield coaches is that they look at the goalkeeper and they conceptually they're like, this is what I want them to do in that moment. And if the picture doesn't look like what they wanted it to look like, they get upset as opposed to recognizing that it was effective in the moment. That's really what matters. Um, And we have to teach our goalkeepers to be effective and be able to improvise as opposed to doing literally only one thing, because that's what the coach always wants us to do in that moment. They're not robots, you know, but
2: you also have to remember Mm -hmm. the team you're playing against knows that that's what the coach wants you to do in that moment. And they've, they've adjusted to it in their play. So they're going to, if you do it every time. And you don't use your own mind sometimes, and you realize in the run of play, all right, they figured out that we're always playing the ball here, and then we're playing it out there, and then we're building this way, and they're they're baiting us, and they're waiting for it. Well, guess what? You have to change on the fly, and you have to have the confidence Mm -hmm. to do that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move, move on right over here. I want to, by the way, Fallon, did you and Bunny shot afterwards? Like, did you guys have like one of those like, you know, like lines where you had like one, two, three crossed out, how many shots she <laughs> took tallies. on you, how many, how many saves you <laughs> made, and just compared, no- compared notes. Cause it was like a literally a battle between you two. Um, yeah. So, so this is uh, it's Laura Coombs. I think she feeds out to Lauren Hemp. Uh, and then she kind of plays a square ball to Bunny Shaw. The defender kind of misses on that on that tackle right there. Uh, scary mm-hmm. tackle to take inside the box like that. But uh, she, she hurdles over her, apparently. You stay mm-hmm. composed. You don't freak out and start flying to the ground or spreading like I see a lot of young goalkeepers do. Uh, you just go out. You recognize the dangerous space. You come out. You stay big. You get hit square.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then once you get hit, you stay high again. Mm-hmm. So that she doesn't have anything to shoot on, and she plays it wide. I think that's just world class right there. I mean, just mm-hmm. next level. Next level. Um, let's, let's get back to the play right here. Sus, anything you want to see?
2: No, I, I don't know what your player was doing, but um, <laughs> but but again, you're waiting. Like you know, I agree with Mike. I mean, there's. I think you nailed it spot on. You came out, you stayed big, you closed the angle, and you're like Bunny. You have to beat me you know instead of beating mm-hmm. yourself and I think it's a good point of what you said Mike a lot of young players out there if you can watch this and everything would just come flying right mm-hmm. they just go I'm coming out which is what bunny wants I'm coming yeah. out I'm doing a, I'm doing a block save too far away 5 mm-hmm. yards you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like yeah. I'm on the ground <laughs> already and she just chipped it over me you know instead mm-hmm. you stayed you you stole some ground and then you mm-hmm. stayed big and you're like bunny you have no angle right now beat me and she couldn't
0: yeah mm-hmm. I mean yeah. but, but I, what I really like right here Fennel. How is many after, players
2: have we seen just ooh. go flying, you know? Like
1: ah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. don't think for I'm, younger. Go oh, ahead. What were
0: you gonna ask? No, 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 no you go just,
1: ahead. I was going to say for just for younger goalkeepers, I think even like going back to what we were talking about with the distribution is that we always see, especially now that we have so much social media, is that we see like what like the like the the pretty pristine version of like everything that we want a goalkeeper to be like even when we talk about blocks and spreads and they're very useful in the games and things like that and just knowing yourself too as a goalkeeper um and just how much of a journey it is too like i'm 27 years old and still very much like i'm still tweaking my set position Mm -hmm. i'm still learning honestly what we're seeing in this clip right now of being big maybe at some point, maybe a year ago, maybe I would have been one of those that just came flying out. Like that could have been, that could have been me, but it's just, honestly, it it always is just such a growth. And if, and if you're not there right now, like just. Just keep plugging away. Like it'll come, like, don't worry if you're not there right now, like, like it will happen for you.
0: What I really love about this is when you get hit square on right there, your first thought is chase ball and, find cool. where that ball went. And so bunny's got nothing because you've stolen that ground. She can't shoot on goal because there's no angle now for her to see the bo- the mm-hmm. goal at all. You know? So as far as I'm concerned, that second ball was also a save mm-hmm. because she would have slotted that if you, if you had not, not done that right there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move on to this last clip right here. Cause I, I know it's starting to get late for, uh, for you out there. What's eight fifty two? 52 yeah, already? Yeah. <laughs> um Crazy all right so let's move on well you know what's funny though is it's so funny sus so Fallon reaches out and she's like oh I'm only available between uh 11, 11 and 2 and I thought she meant 11 and 2 UK time and <laughs> yeah and I was like oh. 11 and 2 p.m UK time I'm like oh boy that's really really early for <laughs> so really yeah, early I like second on <laughs> yeah and, and I'm like she's like no and and then I then I looked at the 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 text again and I was like oh That's Pacific time. Oh yeah, we can do that. We can can do that because of knows anything before 10 AM is, is a struggle. It's
2: it's a struggle for (laughs) Mike.
0: Very much, very much. So, um, all right, let's move on to this last clip right over here because this is actually something that came up in a conversation, uh, yesterday, uh, with me and a young goalkeeper in regards to when a player takes a heavy touch and not trying to block, but instead find the ball. Um, So here is a ball. I think it's Hasegawa. She plays a direct ball to Bunny Shaw. Again, Bunny Shaw show. Um, And she's dribbling, but it's a heavy touch right there. And you come out, a lot of young goalkeepers come out and they try to get into a block shape right here. You're like, no, heavy touch. I'm going to go and win that ball Mm -hmm. and go down. This is a lost art, Fallon, in my opinion. Yeah, when I was younger, we were taught the
1: Cobra. I don't know if people still teach the Cobra anymore, but yeah, that was... um... Like a technique where it's like the 50-50 ball and you go at the mm. same time. But this was one way. Yeah, I was you thinking, block oh, like, it in your
2: bo- you would block it into your body.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um exactly.
2: lost art, yes, I think, but I think it's a lost art because uh kids are too literal (laughs) no we talk about that all the time they see you know the block save they see this is what you know i'm telling you nobody like so many people don't teach it right and kids are doing it from five yards away like why would you go into a block in this situation my mentality when i was in goal is like please take a long touch first of Mm -hmm. all i know that in order to make this turn right now and beat that my defender there will be Somewhat of a long touch, and as a goalkeeper, you can actually force that long touch. You can talk to your defender like "hold, hold, hold," and mm-hmm. just be waiting and say "step" in order. To, and if you say "step" to your defender, that bunny has to take a long touch to beat it, and just be baited and waiting to jump on it. Hands to the ball. Best place for the ball to be is secure in your hands. So this is exactly how you should handle this situation. And like you're just waiting. I just love long touches. Come on, do it. You know, <laughs> just eat it up. Does it's mm-hmm. like great. Thanks. Just made my job easy. I'm just waiting on
1: it. Yeah, and I think for younger go- younger goalkeepers too is just like like the the action's not finished when it's in your hands. Like to really feel the ball, secure the ball, because mm-hmm. Bunny Shaw came at me with some power, and I remember thinking after this one, like, whoa, like <laughs> she's a that could have come girl. out. That could have popped yeah.
0: out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a really good point right there because I think a lot of the a lot of young players. Or let's just say players in general. I can't tell you how many times I've gone down in a cobra right there, and I haven't gone in with my full power. And because mm-hmm. of that, the player overpowers me, and they're able to get the ball. And, able and you, to get but the ball you want
2: to let your energy and your body go through this ball. Boom! Right. So yeah, you're not ending up where you save the ball. You're ending up past it. And mm-hmm. in order, if you if your body momentum goes through this ball. Bunny, if she tries to stay on the ball is going to get upended. She's not. You're going to win because your body has more power and energy because you're using your whole body in this situation. If you see so many young kids that they're they're trying to save the ball at the point of con- here and try to stop their momentum, and that's when you're going to flub it and it's going to come out. So just keep on going.
0: You know, it's funny. I want I want to see actually because there's there's a little bit of a bigger bigger. So I think you can see it better here in this angle right here. So ah. Did that Mike. just go away?
2: Mike, you need to go to her editing class.
0: Full I- <laughs> <laughs> <Ultra laughs> transparency. I am.
2: <laughs> don't tell me you're sick. Don't tell me I you're am. sick. I oh am. I am. I don't know God. if you've been able to tell. I'm- <laughs> <laughs>
0: so i'm 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 totally i'm totally sick i'm totally sick. <laughs> like, gonna blame, go. i'm gonna i'm gonna play that uh on a, a and guys uh obviously if you want to take fallon's editing class uh well, no. <laughs> you can uh you you can you can you can do, you can do that um all right so as, as we're starting to wrap up and first up Fallon thanks thanks for taking the time i know it's been I know you've wanted to wait a while until you've acclimated, you know, um, to the environment there, you know, gotten a little bit of a reps under your belt, you know, I think we reached out originally when you came out to Man U and you're like, ah, uh, yeah, let me get some tape first before, uh, <laughs> yeah. before coming on, before coming on the show. Otherwise it's going to be kind of a boring, boring show. Um, what advice do you give to, uh, to, um, to coaches who have a young player come into their system and, and they're struggling uh, at the beginning?
1: Yeah, I think I just just do a little bit of a background check, just in the sense of just really getting to know your player a little bit more, where they came from, what team they've been playing for. If they're super young, obviously they don't have clips or anything like that. But I think you just get to see them in like your first week of training sessions, maybe before like going straight in with with so much and trying to tease them so much. Maybe get to know them for a little bit, and then go from there. Like I think. I think it should be where you understand each player cuz all of us are so different like even at the professional level right here like all the girls on my team are so different and respond to things differently which is perfectly fine like I like we shouldn't shy away from this like there are so many differences in how people have gone throughout their career even as you know in the youth clubs and things like that like we shouldn't be afraid of of you know so many of these differences and want to put them into a box and just like make them you know like your forward looks like this your midfielder looks like this your defender looks like this and your goalkeeper looks like this like like honestly just try and embrace all those differences get to learn that child and that player's differences and you know try to embrace that and praise them on that like um let them be themselves for so long and then just provide them with that information of just little by little those tactics try not to be too overwhelming and and again just going back to things off the field maybe you could just insert a little thing about like oh hey what do you what are you what are you doing you know like um in the sense of how would you properly phrase this but uh you know like do you like to draw do you like to crochet mm-hmm. do you like to you know insert little things of where where the child or the young the young player like isn't so focused and so burnt out at the end of it all make it fun mm-hmm. let it be fun let kids have fun
0: I love, I love that. I love that, and I think you know one of the things that 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 I try to do, and you know we all try to work and get getting do better. You crochet
2: at it, but... with your players.
0: I'm trying to learn how to crochet. I have a feeling that she's crocheting because
2: it's like the third time yeah. she's brought up crocheting. Like, where's crocheting yeah, I come from? I want, like, I want, I want a, a scarf or something. So
1: yeah, It's like my next big challenge is trying to learn how to just make things <laughs> while crocheting. I,
0: th- I think you'd go viral, Fallon, if you crocheted underwater. While in scuba gear, yeah. if you were crocheting underwater with like a stingray next to you. Like there, there it could go.
1: be possible. It could <laughs> be possible.
0: Oh my gosh. It'd be very, very wet, very, very difficult to do that. I think under, underwater. Um, Sus- and, and anything you want to add to that? Because like, I think, I think I love what you said about keeping it fun because like, honestly, I think one of the most difficult things when a kid comes to a new club and it's a new system and they're struggling is they're not having fun because it's, it's they're failing. They're not succeeding. And, and you got to just make them feel comfortable and be like, Hey, it's okay. Like you're here for a reason, You're here for a reason because you have qualities that are going to make that, that are going to help our team. And, and we want to help you get better too.
2: Oh, you have to, it's, it's, guys, it's a, it's a game. You have to to enjoy it. You have to enjoy what you're doing, period. And look, there are going to be hard days and hard times and hard practices. And there's going to be serious times and everything like that, as there should be. But if you're not enjoying what you're doing when you step on the field, then, you know, why do it? (laughs) <laughs> you know, but it's up to us as coaches and mentors and everything to find that joy as well and, and make an environment that it exists in um, mm-hmm. and and just a well-rounded environment that, that players want to play in and they want to come to and they want to work hard because if you are enjoying it, you're going to work harder.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. By the way, uh, I just want to make this make this mention right here as we start wrapping up. And, and Fallon, again, thanks for taking the time. Uh, speaking of enjoyment, I'm enjoying the fact that people have been subscribing to the Union GK app and been doing mm-hmm. the mentor programs. Isn't that a great segue into a plug right there? Uh, I, love I it. need to I need to make this known right now to everybody. We are four away from three thousand subscribers. I know. So, I'm So four sorry. away from three thousand subscribers. So. Everybody who's watching right now, if you're not familiar with the Union GK app, if you're not familiar with the, with the Pro Mentoring Program and everything like that, go to the UnionGK.com. You can download the app in the Apple or Google Play Store. We get four more from watching this vodcast right now, guys. We're going to be at 3,000. You're going to be part of that lucky community. I think that 3,000 is going to get a free one-year subscription. That's what I'm going to do. Number 3,000? 3, Number 3,000 will get a free one-year right. subscription. Okay. So if you're willing – so. That's it, guys. So you got you got to hop hop on there right there. So see if you can be number three thousand. It's like
2: going to the grocery store and getting like free. Yeah, know, our you know, one million that? customer. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, Betty will come down. Who
2: hasn't thought about that when they've gone to the grocery store? I'm yeah. like, wouldn't that be great?
0: Where are the balloons? Oh my, oh, oh my gosh! Be, no, but I, honestly, I'm really really appreciative of everybody's coming on. Um Also, I want to give a shout out to some of the people that I've been working with in the mentor program right now. Um, I think a lot of people think that the recruiting thing is only for high school and youth players. Like I've been doing recruiting stuff with junior college players. Cause I know that that's also a thing players going from the two year program to the four year program, transfer um, the transfer portal. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. So if you're a college player an older player um, we're here for you as well, too. It's not like you turn 18 go goodbye. No. And young okay. coaches, same thing. Uh, parents. I know Suski, I know you've been working with parents. So uh shout out to all that um I don't know
2: if that's like a nod to me and my age that like i'm <laughs> I, i'm always on with the parents <laughs> maybe it's just a comfortability i don't know it's a uh, parent but i gotta talk to saskia you know. <laughs> okay. well ho- yeah. hopefully
0: we can get some younger mentors on maybe we can get Fallon involved in in, in some capacity not going to put her on in pressure here uh while she's on the air uh with us <laughs> live um Obviously, guys, contact at InsideThe18Media.com if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion or at Goalkeeper Podcast on the Union app. Uh, Fallon, if people want to reach out to you on traditional socials until you get your Union handle, what is it?
1: Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram, so it's just at Fallon, my first name, so P-H-A-L-L-O-N.
0: Just like Suskia, right there, at Suskia. On the yeah. on the uni- that's right
1: because it's yep. a unique nice. name. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, well, at least over here it is. I mean, if I was in Holland, people were like, uh "You have to put your last name
1: to that." Mm-hmm. But but yeah, see,
0: Fallon, yeah, how okay. many Fallon's have you met? <laughs> <Is>
1: he- <sighs> really, I think less than five. I think less. One I know I've met at Walmart, and I can only think of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've
2: like met two, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, you met a Fallon at Walmart?
1: Yeah, she was the cashier, and she just had Fallon written on her name tag. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, but most people spell it with an F. I am the only nice. one that I've met with a
0: PH.
2: Nice.
0: That's yeah. amazing. That makes Mike, How easier. many
1: mics have you met?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many? Mike... Well, <laughs> well, so so just just to let you know, uh, I'm 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 what's called a millennial. And uh, it was the most popular name for boys uh, during that generation. So gotcha. uh, in the United States, that is. Okay. So uh, mm-hmm. I meet a lot of, I a lot of Michael's. Actually, Michael's not my actual real name on my what birth certificate. Favorite? I was, what I was favorite? born.
2: <laughs> what were you born? Just go ahead.
0: <laughs> they they misspelled my name on my birth certificate in Venezuela, and oh. they spelled it Mikael. All
2: right, write Mikael.
0: Yeah. Okay. So right. they. Yeah, that's what they that's what they put on on there. They put me Kyle, uh, and uh, people wonder why I wasn't named Miguel. Um, it's because my dad got to name me, and uh, he said Michael. So right. I don't know. I don't.
2: All know. Right. That's, not, go- that's not going anywhere.
0: All right, guys, oh. you have probably <laughs> the numbers just start going down. People are like, <laughs> <laughs> we're-, we're done with this. All right, guys, that's all the time on Inside the Eighteen, and we are out later, guys.